and Mayor. I would like to call like this to meeting call. to order. To order. Hang on, Chip. We have a bad echo. I think we're good now. Okay. I would like to call this meeting to order. This is a special meeting of the Redmond City Council held on Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024, commencing at 6.30 p.m. Council members in attendance are Council President Kritzer, Council Vice President Forsyth, and Council Members Anderson, Nueva Camina, Fields, Stewart, and Salahuddin. This special meeting is being held to interview the Human Services Commission candidate, Michaeline Fowler. Alaric Bien, staff liaison, will introduce the candidate. Thank you, Mayor. So I'd like to introduce Michaeline. She is um, up for uh, a vacant position on the Human Services Commission. And just a little bit about her. You've, I think you've read her, her bio. She's a communications professional, has been doing great work for many years, um, works as a PIO, a public information officer for Bellevue. Um, she was raised in the rural south and, you know, as part of her professional development really had to learn how to code switch to drop that accent, which still comes through sometimes a little bit, but, um, but she really knows the importance of you know, being able to bring your whole self to the table. And so that's one of the things that struck me about her. Um, she is the liaison for the Environmental Services Commission at the city of Bellevue and, and has worked at the city of Sammamish and so really understands local government. Um, knows firsthand the difficulties in accessing services, um, even you know, for educated English-speaking folks. Um, and she has a daughter, an 11-year-old daughter, Bunny, who is here with us tonight. So I'd like to welcome Michaeline. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Would you like to just share a little bit about yourself and um, why you chose to apply for this position? Yeah. First of all, Redmond is, yes. Can you okay. hear me OK? I think so, okay. Yeah, so the city of Redmond is, um, I love it here. I moved to Washington State to go to the University of Washington when I was 18, and I was in Seattle most of that time, and when I decided to have a family, Redmond was the first city I moved to. So I moved to Redmond in 2007, and we were here until about 2014 and moved over to Sammamish, but I recently um, came back with just my daughter and I moved back to Redmond because this is a wonderful community that I would love to be a part of. I have a true passion for human services. I really am passionate about the social welfare and the well-being of a community, and I believe that starts with resident engagement, um, residents understanding what a, a city offers them, and so that's why I was really driven to apply to be part of the commission. Great. Thank you so much. Are there questions from the council? Council Member Salahuddin. Uh, well, thank you so much for, for applying and for being as engaged as you are, uh, and also go dogs. Uh, I'm, I'm really um, you know, impressed by your communications background, and I think uh, especially you know, with, with the work that needs to be done to reach out to our um, diverse population, reach out, to, uh, a different, reach out in a different way, you know, looking at language translations, mm -hmm. uh, looking at how we actually reach people where they're at. Mm -hmm. Do you have any... Um, you know, ways where you'll engage resident feedback toward the work that you would be doing on the commission? Yeah, so I would like to say, first of all, I am the Title VI coordinator for the city of Bellevue. So this is one area I'm extremely passionate about, is being relatable, using plain talk um, to reach residents. One of the conversations I just had today was about our, we had a resident that was upset about not understanding the transportation benefit district and other projects coming through a city. And so we were 
looking at ways that we really could make our public outreach relatable, understandable, so residents can understand, because this is impacting them. And one of the conversations I had is that we really do try to communicate at that eighth grade, 13-year-old level. And someone asked me, why is that? And I said, I do come from a community of the press community where more, more people live below the poverty level than above the poverty level. And my father, for instance, they didn't have a high school to go to. It stopped at eighth grade, and then that was the education you had, and then you just went to work. And so, so many people live with just an eighth grade education. And then also when you, English is your second language, hitting that benchmark so that you really understand what is being said, and then also making sure that it is translated. We have top seven to nine languages on the east side communities that I try to translate all our viable communications to, and so that residents really understand how they can engage with government and why it's so important, why it impacts them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Other questions? Councilmember Stewart. Thank you so much, Ms. Fowler. It's awesome um, to hear you speak because you speak city already, so that's oh. great. <laughs> um, that's amazing, and thank you for applying. Um, I saw in your application that you um, have been a CASA in the past, yes. and um, it, it sounds like you're really involved in the greater east side community. I was wondering if you are currently involved in any organizations that may be applying for human services funding this year. Are you on any boards or anything like that? that would be applying. Currently, no. Most of my um, volunteer time is spent um, with children. Cool. <laughs> right now, I am my daughter's school parent representative with the, I'm the liaison between her grade and administrator for the duration of their school. I'm also her um, parent representative. She swims for the Belby Club swim team. Um, so a lot of my volunteer time now is around kids. I feel like you get this small moment in life where you can eat up all of that volunteer time before she doesn't want me to show up. Uh, and so, yeah, so, but I still am very proud of the CASA work, and um, I, I hope to take on another case in the coming years here when my time does free up a little bit. Well, that's wonderful. So it doesn't sound like you would have any conflicts with any applications no. coming up in this cycle. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Then um, I hope you like to read, because there'll be a lot of that this year. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Other questions? Council President. Following up on that, so lovely to have your daughter here, and I always appreciate the perspective uh, from a fellow parent. And curious to hear, because I think a lot about what we could be doing more to support families in need in our community. And I'm just curious to hear your perspective on, you know, where you think we could be yeah. doing more, doing better, where, where, some, where the greatest need that you're seeing in, uh, within the community is. Yeah. So that is another reason why I did apply, and I spoke to you about this already, is I recently went through a divorce. And, and so when I went through that divorce, I didn't know the resources that were available to me. I overspent money when I could have had access to other resources. And there's a lot of women and families and kids and men in my position where when you live in an area where there is higher income, you are hesitant to reach out for help because you feel like that help is for other people as well. And so I really believe in um, helping people that could be in domestic violence situations that do not want to speak up. And as a result of that domestic violence, they are facing financial or mental struggles, and they do need access. They need, in order to get access, they need to know what's available. Um, and really understanding the need of our community, that we really are um, serving everyone, even those that want to be hidden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 
Councilmember Anderson, you had a question? Yes, and thank you again for applying. Um, every time you mention your daughter, she smiles behind you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I was just curious if you have uh, plans for being a, becoming a commissioner. What's the top one or two things that you'd like to get done by the end of your term? The top one or two things? Well, I would like to come in first and find out what the true need here is in our community, because I would really like to get an understanding of uh, what is the need, who are our residents, what kind of services they need, and then kind of prioritizing. Is there a matrix um, of prioritizing um, to meet that need? And so I will ultimately like to find out what the need is, and by the end of the term, see that we're meeting it. Mm -hmm. Councilmember Nueva Camina. Ms. Fowler, thank you for, for bringing um, a well-needed perspective to the Human Services Committee uh, Commission. It's so welcomed, and welcome back to Redmond. Um, oh, I'm a single mom of a 16-year-old. We've been here uh, for 10 years oh. and uh, on our own for the last seven here downtown. So oh. thank you for, for coming back, back to the community. Um, one of the things that you had mentioned about was uh, how folks may not be comfortable coming forward because we do live in a more affluent area, mm -hmm. and you know that that those may those resources may be be better suited for someone else. Um, and I think that that speaks to our our, our bias that we have uh, monetarily here in in Redmond. Um, what do you see as steps that that or view on how how we deal with that moving forward? Yeah, so I really strongly believe in, well, I have a communications background, been doing communications 29 years, and, and part of that is outreach, just public outreach, really reaching people and finding out, letting people know what's available to them. Um, government is for the people, right? And letting people feel like they can come, they have a place to come get help. There are services available. I talked to, like, my daughter's school she goes to, she goes to a private school here in um, Redmond, Bear Creek. And there are other women that are in very similar positions where they have been stay-at-home moms um, and they really rely on that income from their spouse and they are afraid to leave really horrible situations and they just don't know what's available to them. Um, and so I really strongly believe in it all comes back to language and communication and how we do outreach, how we do public engagement. Um, that I really strongly believe there's a strong connection between communications and government and letting residents know that this is for them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Member Forsyth, Council Vice President Forsyth, excuse me. Thank you, and I hopefully I'm not stealing Councilmember Fields' question. No. <laughs> um, so you've answered amazing questions and you've done a great job so far, and I just wanted to add that the first thing that you'll be tasked with doing is reviewing uh, grant applications mm -hmm. for our budget cycle, and that um, is coming up real quick, the recommendations that the Human Services Commission will be making to the council. Mm -hmm. So how do you see your role in advocating for those, those grants that come up and collaborating with your colleagues on that whole process? Yeah, so... I like to read, um, and I, I don't know much about the current process, but I'm pretty sure there's probably a matrix in place with uh, weighing um, the applicants, and so I would love to be part of that, understanding what the applicants can provide to our community, putting some kind of 
matrix in place that we make sure that we are providing the services that our community is asking for and need. Um, and so I, I, this is something I am very, I keep saying I'm very passionate about, but it, bringing services to people is something that I cannot say enough I'm very passionate about. And so uh, that process is something I'm really looking forward to. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And Council Member Fields. So you've answered this question a couple times. It's maybe a slightly different perspective. Uh, we were talking about city speak and breaking down the barriers of understanding and trust really is ultimately what we're trying to get to, mm -hmm. uh, where we trust what we learn and the people trust that we understand and will respond. Um, but when I think in terms of uh, communication and and you've addressed this a lot, but um, I'm going to try to put it in a maybe a different perspective. There's it's a two-way street. So having people understand how to talk to us is part of that, but teaching us, teaching one another how to talk to residents and the community is mm -hmm. is maybe even more important. Mm -hmm. We need to drop our city speak and our pretense and all that stuff and actually understand the problem. So I guess if you could just speak to that for a minute and how you would help the city, um, and you have a wealth of experience in this. So I'm, I'm looking to someone like you to, to teach the city, how do we actually make sure we're presenting ourselves? Mm -hmm. I'm a strong believer in plain talk. I, I, I'm not, I don't know if everyone's familiar, but I believe it was a couple of months ago, the governor actually put out order asking agencies to start using plain talk so that, um, that people can understand what we offer. Um, I do this every day. So every day there's a different area of the city that's coming to me asking me to turn their engineer speak uh, into plain talk. We want people to know, for instance, why infrastructure happens the way it does, how the water gets to their house, how water is delivered to the house, what makes water safe and reliable, how they can, the services that cities provide all over. I turn it every single day I'm turning it into plain talk so that a 13-year-old eighth grader can understand and sometimes we bring it down even further and make sure I'm hitting the language, the language translation. If it is viable, if it's something that really affects their life, if there's a boil water notice, for instance, that needs to be translated to the languages of the community so they know, so they stay safe. And so this is something I do every day is making sure that I know who that audience is, and the communications we provide to that audience is actually really reaching them. Thank you. And it's not going to happen engineer speak. <laughs> well, thank you. Would you well, just a, a really quick follow-up, and, and maybe it's... My question actually was, not that you do it, because I see it, yeah. but how can you help you, the, the city in general yeah. do that? Yeah, so I actually do this every day by providing tools. So oh, okay. yeah, so when I'm working with directors of departments, I actually do provide them with the tools. I, like I said, I'm the Title VI coordinator for the city um, of Bellevue. And so I actually have translation services that I offer when some people come to me multiple times a day <laughs> um, to actually 
turn language into plain talk. And I actually um, hosted a training for the city and I actually did a road show to all the departments um, because we also have our field crew. They're out going door to door. If there's a water main break and they need to go let people know the water shut off, they need to be able to speak to a very diverse community. So I went out and did a public communication training to the field crew. Um, so it's just, it's part of my everyday is um, sharing that with people who maybe um, don't have that as a first thought. Perfect, you actually had me at tools, but thank you. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you council for all your questions. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Ms. Fowler for sharing your time with us. Um, I, I see a general agreement that you're a fantastic candidate. My assumption based on the questions and the answers. Um, you will be on the February 6th consent agenda um, where you will hopefully be approved by the council and um, you can come to that meeting in person if you can. Uh, you can bring your family and we can take pictures. Um, and if you cannot make that meeting, then we'll set up a time for you to be sworn in at a later date. But um, I'll be here and Bunny will be here. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you both for coming today. Um, and with that, we are adjourned. Oh, thank you.